Hey there, fellow life breather. Welcome back to Under the Bodhi Tree. I'm Dr. J. I am so excited to be sitting here recording this for you guys um, for a few reasons. The first reason being that it's been a hot, solid minute since I sat down to record anything. So I intentionally took the summer off um, from doing any kind of creative work. So I worked the bare minimum in terms of what I do on a daily basis or what I did before the summer started on a daily basis in that I was seeing my clients, but anything else I kind of just, not that I shrugged it off, but I set the intention to not do the work for a while. I needed the time and the space to go within, I think, and to um, go in my shell to do some work for myself. And being back here recording this for you guys is super exciting. So I had a particular intention when I sat down to record this podcast and I had a specific topic in mind. But as I hit that record button, my spirit team, or if you want to, I don't know, you can call it the universe, God, source, higher intelligence, however you resonate with a higher being. I was compelled to record an episode about something else. And I had to do a gut check because I wasn't sure if this was a whim that I was experiencing because of something that I was actually thinking about in the moment, or if this was something, if it was a message that you needed to hear today. And um, following my intuitive hits, I'm guided to share this with you guys today. So today is more of an anecdotal, I think even though most episodes turn out to be anecdotal, um, I wanted to share with you guys something that came from a dream I had recently. Not so long ago, I had a dream, and usually when I have dreams, I make sure as soon as I'm up, I write them down. But for whatever reason, that this particular night that I had this dream, I woke up, I opened my eyes, and given that I was pretty tired from all the tossing and turning that I had been doing, that my dogs were doing in the bed too, I set the intention, if this was really important for me to know, I would remember when I woke up and I didn't hold my breath with that intention because typically when I have a dream and I don't write it down, I will wake up completely having forgotten what that dream is about. But unbeknownst to me, I would wake up a couple hours later, open my eyes and remember parts of the dream that felt so vivid and so real. And I remember hopping over to the bathroom brushing my teeth, really questioning, being really puzzled about what this dream might mean. It was a peculiar dream. In the dream, I was at some sort of convention or school, some place where there were lots of people congregated and we were all kind of just moving to get to where we needed to go. And I remember swinging my arms, trying to get to where I needed to go on time. And this man, somewhat nondescript there was nothing about him that stood out to me he wasn't menacing he wasn't there was no detail about him that really stood out to me from that dream but this man walked right in front of my path and just stood there and looked at me and I remember feeling rushed I needed to get somewhere and this man just stood there he proceeded to take out a pocket knife and it was only when he took out the pocket knife that I realized to one side was a baby lamb 
with a yellow handkerchief tied around his neck, and on his other side was a cow, a big brown cow. And I stood there watching this man take this pocket knife and slitting the throat of the lamb, and then proceeded to slit the throat of the cow. And instead of it being sad or surprised, I found myself angry that this man couldn't wait for me to have passed to do that. So I wasn't angry at him for doing what he did, although in waking life I would be completely beside myself if I saw someone do that. But I was angry at him for not waiting for me to have already passed him. So I remember brushing my teeth, just so puzzled about what this dream could mean. And then I proceeded to look online. I did research and I looked and I scoured and I looked for what this dream could possibly mean. Now, surprisingly, there are lots of sources, lots of places on the internet that actually talk about having dreams of slaughters, specifically what it means to have a dream about a lamb being slaughtered or a dream about a cow being slaughtered. And even though there were so many places online that talked about these kinds of dreams, nothing really stood out to me. None of it really resonated for me. So I did jot down some notes for what it might mean pertaining to my waking life, what it might mean in terms of the message that it carried for me, even though none of the messages really resonated. I just I jotted down some things that it might mean given where I was in life. And I proceeded to, I forget what I was doing that morning, but a couple hours later I found myself in a deep meditation. And in this meditation I asked my spirit guides, what does this dream mean? What importance does it have for me? What message do you have for me? And for whatever reason, the words innocence, purity, and sacredness flowed through my conscious awareness. And as soon as those words came into my awareness, I started bawling my eyes out. I didn't understand consciously why. I was inconsolable. It was for a while too. Completely inconsolable feeling waves of sadness, of despair, grasping for something that I didn't understand in that moment, but just inconsolable sadness. And I just cried and cried and bawled my eyes out for a while until it passed. And then when it finally passed, I finished my meditation. And as soon as I opened my eyes, I knew what that message was, why I was inconsolable. Now I'm going to share with you what that message was, what I heard. I want you to hear for yourself what this message means to you because it was important enough for me to share it, which means that there is a specific message in what you're about to hear that is going to be pertinent for you. The message I heard was, It's not enough to notice the beauty around you. 
Do you feel it? It's not enough to notice the beauty around you. Do you feel it? Of course, when that message, when I heard that message opening my eyes again, <laughs> I found myself again feeling the same waves of emotion coming through me. But this time with a lighter heart, with a clearer understanding of why this message was so pertinent. For the past three years, and I don't know exactly when I started slipping, I began to notice a belief, if you will, beginning to set in. Very innocuous in the beginning. But then I'm coming to realize that I've slowly started to look for ways to allow myself to have my innocence, the purity of my essence, and then the sacredness of my truth to be ripped away. And it's almost like they say that there's only one way to boil a toad, and I hate this metaphor because of the picture and the understanding of what this means, but they say there's only one way to boil a toad. What you need to do is put the frog in a water or in a pot of tepid water. And what you need to do is slowly raise the temperature because if you raise it too fast, the toad or the frog feels temperature rise and will hop out of the, the pot. But if you do it subtly enough, the toad won't realize that the temperature of the water is rising and will just sit there until it dies of excess heat because essentially it's boiled to death. And it's sort of like that metaphor that over the past few years, I've allowed what was initially innocuous, innocent, or I guess innocent only because it was unconscious. I've allowed my innocence, the purity of my essence, and the sacredness of my truth to be ripped away slowly. And that's exactly what that dream meant. The dream was my spirit guides, the universe, source, a higher intelligence. My unconscious mind was trying to tell me that all of those things were being taken away from me. I'm letting people take that away from me and I'm just looking the other way. Now the injustice that I feel when I notice the underlying message of that dream that, I think that sense of injustice, that sense of um, feeling helpless probably led to the waves of inconsolable sadness come for as long as it did. But it's directly connected to my awareness that I've been noticing the beauty around me, but have I been feeling it? That's a clear sign for me that the innocence, the purity, the sacredness of who I am was being taken away. Now my name, Jisun, means one who knows beauty. 
And I remember I was in high school, I was looking through a baby album, and one of my baby albums, in the beginning, there's the first page. It's almost like a cover page. It has all of the information, what time I was born, how heavy I was, where I was born, all of those things. And I remember seeing on that page, in Chinese characters, what my name means. And I, I, I can't read Chinese, I'm not Chinese. But my, my dad had built this name for me. He literally, while I was, not, I was pregnant, while my mom was pregnant, he literally went through different, um, I guess, characters and how he wanted to shape my life, how he wanted to build my name, what it, he wanted my life to mean. And the thing he said he was divinely guided to choose for my name was one who knows beauty, Jisun. And so ever since I, I, I learned that, that truth, I learned about what my name meant, I had set the intention to allow that to guide my life. That was a guiding pillar, something that was important to me, a value for me. So ever since I learned of what my name meant, I made it an intention to see the beauty in everything not just in people not just what's inside of you of course not just the superficial what we see but also the beauty of the things around me the nature the meaning of the energy that flows through not just me but through you what it means to be alive so I had made it a point since then to really see what is beautiful about this life but somewhere along the way recently, I lost my way. I had slowly begun allowing those things, the innocence, the purity, the sacredness to be taken away from me, looking the other way when it was being done. And a sure sign of that being the case, of that actually happening, was that I was just going through the motions the past few years of noticing what's beautiful, right? of what it's like to see a rainbow or feel the beautiful breeze, the gentle breeze on my cheeks, or what it means to hear all of these beautiful birds that I am so lucky to be in the environment of. I notice them, but do I feel them? You know, there's a quote, and I'm totally going to butcher it like I always do with quotes, that I had read recently, I came across. And it said that religion is for people who are afraid of hell. Spirituality, on the other hand, is for those who have been through hell and back. Now, that quote just, just totally, totally stuck with me. And then it made me think, what is hell? Because yes, I grew up in a Christian home and I was taught conditioned to believe that there is a being higher power if you will that will punish those of us who don't quote-unquote follow his rules and that he created a place called hell where we would suffer for eternity yes there was a time in my life where I, when I believed that what is hell when I heard that quote religion is for those who are afraid of hell spirituality is for those who've been through hell and back I wondered what hell really meant what it looks like what it feels like where this concept came from 
And then I realized what hell, if you will, really is. It's the absence of love. Whenever we're suffering, whenever we feel dead inside, it simply means that there is an absence of love in our lives. And I'm not talking about the love between a mom and a, a daughter or a son, or even the, the love between a man and a woman, or a man and a man, or a woman and a woman. I'm not even talking about the love between myself or my puppies. I'm talking about the unconditional love. The love that comes once in a while if you really search for it. And if you're lucky enough to feel it in your heart, in every core essence of yourselves. The unconditional love that is truly inexplicable, unexplainable, indescribable. The love that comes with no strings attached, absolutely no expectations. The love that connects us to who we really are, where we belong, where we come from, the very things that we are wired together with. When we're suffering, going through depression, we feel dead inside, we're heartbroken, any of those things and more that feel constricting and empty or painful. It simply means that there is an absence of love in your life. And so, I challenge you to consider, my friend, my fellow life breather. It's not enough to notice the beauty around you. Do you feel it? If you are suffering, if you are heartbroken, if you are stressed and anxious, I wonder how you can turn your gaze to really feeling that sense of home, of love, again, and expanding that awareness so that's what you see through the eyes of when you look at yourself in the mirror or you look in the world. Do you feel it? I am so grateful for you, my friends, for being here, for listening. I would be so honored if you could share this episode with someone that you feel might benefit from it. I'm so excited to be back. If you have any questions, reach out to me however you'd like, whenever you'd like. Until next time, my friends, I'll talk to you later.